On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you're having an awesome week. I start the week saying happy Monday. Should I say happy hump day for Wednesday? I don't know. So as I mentioned on Monday, great interview this week. If you're ready to start really taking brand building seriously and specifically personal brand building. This episode with Jeff J. Hunter from Savage Marketer is awesome. He is the host of the Savage Marketer podcast and he's also the founder and king of outsourcing, love that title, at VA Starter. Now, in this episode, uh, so much to learn. Basically, he shares four tips to becoming an influencer in your industry. If you like this interview, if you find it interesting, make sure you share it with the people you care about, the people you want to help out. A lot of people going through a tough time at the moment. I mean, the challenges of 2020 aren't going anywhere and uh, we don't know when things are really going to start picking back up for business. And I think in the meantime, content marketing, personal brand building, such an important space. So, so important to invest in that. Now, it won't necessarily pay off straight away, but it's going to pay off in the long run. So I think this interview is really relevant given everything we've been discussing over the last couple of weeks and also in relation to what we've been talking about in terms of really getting your story out there, thinking about your media channels, thinking about what you're saying, who your audience is. Now, if you're enjoying all of these episodes, you can also support this podcast show by heading over to my Ko-fi page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. Anything you can do there, I was about to say muchly appreciated, greatly appreciated, uh, greatly appreciated. You can buy me a coffee as a once-off thing to say thanks. You can do it as a once-a-month thing, which really supports the show. Uh, you can buy me a whole cup of coffees all in one go, but coffee is what keeps this show going, guys. So anything you can do there, that would be awesome. Don't forget to rate and review the show if you're enjoying it. Hit the subscribe button or if you're on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Spotify, you probably have to hit follow, I think. Uh, when I say subscribe, I don't mean like there's no fee for this. This is this is a free podcast. It's always going to be a free podcast. I really believe in making sure these sort of educational pieces are available to everyone. So without further ado, let's get on to the main part of the episode. There might be a quick ad break here and then uh, we'll get on to my chat with Jeff J. Hunter. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here and joining me today is Jeff Hunter. Jeff is a podcaster, he is a marketing expert and he's just really, really funny. This is his fourth podcast interview today, so I'm hoping he's bringing his best game. Jeff, I'm welcome. just getting warmed up. 
<laughs> but that is Just, true. This is my fourth today. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, fourth fourth time, I feel like, I don't know, do you find when you do podcast interviews and interviews in general, do you find you get warmer or do you kind of go like, I'm sick of talking about me now, I'm cheating out? <laughs> it, it depends. Um, one of the things that is really important is that <clears throat> I always want to make sure that I understand the audience really well. And this is great for your listeners too. I mean, you always want to just tailor your message to whatever the audience is. And I think that that's, and by the way, I'm not a psychopath. Okay. I have four podcasts today because I'm leaving to Florida on Friday and I'm just fitting them all in, you know? So I have none next week. All right. I'm not a bad guy. (laughs) No, we're all judging you. No, well, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's actually really relevant to start off talking about this because today we're talking about becoming influential in your market and doing interviews is such a big part of that. Uh, to start with, can you share a little bit more about you, about what you do? I mean, I kind of said your area of expertise is generally speaking marketing, but tell us tell us a little bit more about your story, Jeff. Well, I've, I've actually always been kind of an entrepreneur, uh, uh-huh. not an entrepreneur. I, I've always worked for someone else, um, but I've always had a side hustle, if that makes any sense. So it's very interesting because I was kind of the IT role, always did computer informations, that kind of stuff. And I was an IT guy at a computer store, and then I became a network administrator. And then I became an IT coordinator for a school district. That was fun. And then I got recruited for my best and last job, which was a Fortune 500 project manager. Um, I learned a lot about the corporate world there. So basically, I I actually was a threat. You know, a personal brand when I worked at those companies was a threat. It was yeah. very looked down upon. As a matter of fact, I became a top five project manager at the company three uh, quarters in a row. And, um, you know, they they stopped doing the awards. They stopped they stopped recognizing it. And I don't I'm not saying it was just because of me, <laughs> but maybe it gave people. It <laughs> yeah, maybe I maybe I got a little bit of an ego. I don't know. But um, I definitely was very young at that time. I was probably 30, 31 years old. So, you know, I did, definitely didn't have the, you know, the reserve that I have now. But it's very interesting because I got really good at building virtual teams. So I got this weird nickname called the King of Outsourcing. That was the nickname that I got. And I was like, wow, that's really great. I'm, I'm great at building virtual teams and all this kind of stuff. But the problem was that I realized was that I was living and making myself believe that that's who I was, the king of outsourcing. But what I realized was that I had actually done a pretty good job at building my own personal brand unintentionally. And that's when things kind of clicked for me that I could do anything in the world I want to do if I was good at marketing, that I was good at it. Yep. Yep. Totally. I mean, this is such an important point. I think the first episode I ever recorded on this, this podcast back in like season one, I was like, if you build your personal brand, and if you build your brand in general, right, you know, because it's your business brand and your personal brand. If you can build your brand, you can do anything that you want to do. You just got to make sure you're pointing it in the right direction. So for me, that's like one thing I struggled with was like, oh, I built my personal brand, but actually that wasn't, it sounds like maybe you did the same thing. I, I don't know if I want to do that though. <laughs> I'm like, do the rest of my life, do I want to be known as the king of outsourcing? I mean, is that really want what I want? 
And that's when I realized, I said, you know, it, it, outsourcing has a bad connotation already. You know, people think of it like outsourcing cheap labor, this and that. It's just, it has a real negative connotation to it. And, uh, you know, I never liked that. I, I'm, it's, it's interesting because that's not what I do. I mean, for me, talent, I'm not, you know, I'm not prejudiced when it comes to talent. I, I don't think talent discriminates. I, I hire Americans. I have Australians on my team. I have I have people in South America on my team. I, I just got done hiring someone from Colombia. You know, uh, I have a lot of team in the Philippines. So, you know, to me, I don't even like the word outsourcing. Now I use the t- two different terms, upsourcing and downsourcing. <laughs> yeah. But that's, a, that's for another podcast, all right? <laughs> so... But but today, what I want to focus on, which I think is really important, and um, by the way, honored you had me on the show to talk about it, is about how do you really establish yourself as an expert in your industry? And here's the funny part about it, which I think we all can agree on, is that everybody thinks they're an expert, right? Like we live in a world of experts, like everyone's a damn expert. So how do you, you're laughing because you know it's true, Right. And the, the reality is, is that right now it's, it's really important to be a recognized expert, right? Mm. And, and, and it, what's interesting about that is the way you become a recognized expert is actually when other recognized experts recognize you, yeah. right? Yeah. So a lot of people, they think that branding is like putting a cute photo up, you know, having a photographer come out, take some pictures, get a new little cover photo, have one of those little headlines that says, I help people do this, whatever. That's not what your brand is. Your brand is how you show up. Your brand is about the content you put out there. The brand is about results that you get for people. And it's also about having a clear, consistent message across all platforms. Yeah. And I think, you know, so this is actually something that I realized really recently, and I think it's really relevant to what you're saying, uh, is that it sort of goes back to that, you know, I don't want to be known as this person, is I kind of feel like when your brand aligns with who you are, like when your personal brand aligns with who you are, with your talent, with your skill set, what you're passionate about, it's like it falls into place more. So mm. what I felt like when I was just like, oh, I've got to build a brand for me, like, you know, the I wasn't ever really great at getting the good good photos, actually, I have to say. But, you know, like oh, I've got the right <laughs> words and I've got the right website and I've got the right blah, blah, blah. I, I used to get lost in that a lot more because what I was doing didn't actually really align with what I wanted to do. So yeah. it kind of felt like I knew how to put the pieces in place. But then when I was like, actually, no, this is what I want to do, then it's like the pieces just fall into play. I mean, do you kind of know what I'm talking about? Does that kind of resonate with you? Uh, yeah. And well, first off, it, it's mind blowing how many people think that they don't need a brand and you tell them you have a brand. You know, I, I happen to believe what Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon.com says, uh, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? Totally. Totally. And, and, and it's really interesting because a lot of people, they live in disalignment. And I think mm. that that's actually the biggest reason why they're not getting the results in life that they want to achieve is because, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you run if you're running in the wrong direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, oh, I just had like so many thoughts at the same time. Let me ask you some <laughs> questions. <laughs> so I don't, I don't go on, go on some sort of soapbox rant. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot to be said about that. So (laughs) So how do we, so from your perspective, how do people tap into, like when you talked about becoming a recognized expert and also this alignment or this congruency, right? Like 
is there sort of a process that people need to go through? Is it something they can do with themselves? Is it something they need someone else to kind of help? What does, what does that look like? Well, I think that we all have to start somewhere, right? And so I've developed something that at least from the research that I found, I put something together. It's called the core branding method. And it's, it's a, it, it's a, a book that's coming out later this year, by the way, not to okay. unintentionally plug, but I'm super proud about it. Plug away, plug um, away. Yeah. <laughs> but it's literally called the core branding method. And it really focuses around four main aspects of a brand that, that are critical. They're just absolutely key to, to establishing an intentional brand. Okay. Cause like I said, we all have a brand. It's whether we do it on purpose, if we're in control of it, or is it everyone else's in control of it? So, uh, the first C in core is connection. It's very important that you build an emotional connection to your audience. Okay. For them to truly see you as a, as a leader, as a, as an authority, as a, a recognized expert, they have to actually connect with you. And that has to be at an emotional level. They have to say, I believe what Lauren says. I believe that Lauren's doing what she's doing and I can see what Jeff's doing. And I really like that guy. That's that no like, and trust factor, right? That's that connection. Yeah. The second piece, the O is an omnipresence. Omnipresence is, by the way, you don't have to be everywhere. You just have to be where your target audience lives. So for me, for example, a huge milestone in my life was two weeks ago when I got featured on the official entrepreneur.com podcast. I was like, wow. Yeah, well done. It's, not, That's it's, awesome. not even, it's not a podcast. It's something it's it's distributed to like a thousand something radio stations. It's like an actual show. Right. Like yeah. I was interviewed on Entrepreneur Weekly. Like that was like a dream of mine. You know, like it's still unbelievable to me, you know. And it, it, ironically, if somebody three years ago would have told me that I was going to be like the, you know, the uh, the main resource or whatever, like I was speaking at the Digital Agency Expo in New York City last year as the keynote speaker for the branding side of the agencies. And I spoke 45 minutes before Gary Vaynerchuk. Wow. You know? It's still wow. like, is this is this my life? You know? yeah, <laughs> like, very cool. But here's the thing. It's about being omnipresent. Omnipresent meaning you need to be in front of the right people, Right. So because I'm being focused, I'm really focused on where I show up. Like there's a reason why I'm on your show. I wanted to get in front of the people that, that listen to your show. I want to be on entrepreneur.com's podcast because I like to market to entrepreneurs. That, that's my demo. That, I love it. I love demographics of entrepreneurs. I like leaders. I like people that are experts that, that might want to become a recognized expert. Like that's, that's where I shine, right? Yeah, yeah. So- it's important that you put together a strategy of where you show up and how you show up. That's the omnipresent piece of it, right? Then we get into the R, which is actually my favorite. Relevance. Why the hell should people listen to you? Why should people take you? Why should people actually, you know, tune in and think that you're an expert? And this is where I think this is where like 90% of people fall off. Like it's easy for someone to build a connection you know, to trust somebody. We, 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 as humans, we like to trust people, you know, people have to really do stupid things to us to break our trust. <laughs> yeah. And it's easy to show up everywhere. We have, you know, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, and, you know, you could spend all days and hours on there, but you're still not relevant to somebody. You're not going to see results. So this is where it comes down to what I call the core promise. 
what is it that you do? So if my core promise is that I build brands for founders and CEOs to become a recognized experts in their industry, that's my brand promise, then I need to be able to back that up. And this is where the R in relevance comes in hand. So I put together something that I call the pillars of expertise. There's five of them. Okay. And for me to actually tell you and everyone to believe me that I can help you build a brand, there's five things that I have to unequivocally be true about me that I'm good at. I have to be an expert at to demonstrate competency in my area of expertise. Yeah. One of them is branding. Obviously, if I'm going to tell you I can help you build a brand, I probably should know a few things about that. Okay. <laughs> the, probably, yeah. <laughs> you'd probably be smart, right? The, the second piece is that I have to be able to tell a good story. So that's copywriting. Okay. Copywriting, which I'm almost tempted to turn to storytelling because really storytelling is on any medium. But if you think I know, about it, but it doesn't start with a C. <laughs> It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Copywriting is so good because it literally, even if you think about it, every good story, even every good video, every good movie has a script. It's all about copywriting, right? So it's important. Another one is social media. If I'm going to help you become an influencer, hopefully I know a little bit about social media so you can actually gain attention and, and, and show up and, and be seen, right? Uh, the other one is inbound marketing. Hopefully, if I'm able to get you out there, it's got to have some sort of ROI. So we've got to be able to attract people into your network from these different places. And my last piece is if I say that I've got an amazing team to do it, I have to demonstrate my competency in building a team. Yeah. That's intentional, right? There's one little piece to that, one layer. By the way, this is super important. And it's unbelievable how many people don't even think about this. But who are already the established experts in those fields that you can start building relationships with so that you can be part of the cool club, yeah. right? I already said earlier that everyone's a damn expert, but you're not an expert until other experts that are recognized say that you're an expert, right? You're, it's, it's unbelievable how much that actually is required for you to become successful in a career in an industry if you don't have people already established in that industry acknowledging you. Mm -hmm. The last piece, the E in core, is proof that it all works. Engagement. If you don't have people getting on your calendar, if you don't have people commenting and saying, yes, I want to be a part of this, if you don't have people signing up for your friggin' email list or joining your Facebook group, then all of it is for naught. And that's what the core principles are. No, I, I love that. I love that so much. It's like, it's so simple and it's so, um, I think it's just, it's, it's one of those things that seems to not stick for a lot of people, even when you make it sticky, right? Is that especially the relevance piece. I don't know you said that was your favorite, favorite kind of piece of it as well. It is for me too, because I think that what a lot of people do, especially when they're insecure, and this this goes back to the alignment thing as well, right? Is like if you're, and I'm saying this because I've I've been through this as well, and I've seen clients go through. It's like if you feel insecure, and you feel like oh, am I like an imposter? And you, you're lacking that confidence. You tend to tell all these stories that aren't really relevant, you know. So what I'll see people do when they want to prove that they're experts is they'll start like sort of 
it's like they answer questions that people don't have, but they <laughs> have about themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. are you an imposter? No, I'm not an imposter. I have a degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've got right. this, I've done this for this many years. And yeah. um, and it's like, we'll show people, you know, and I think it's like when people are confident, it's like that relevance thing clicks where it's like, hang on, you don't care about me because I, I know what I'm doing. I know that I know I'm doing a good job. What you care about is you. <laughs> You know, that's what's relevant to you, not me, you. But you know, I think, yeah. It, sorry to cut you off, but I no, think it, this is a very important thing. And I don't I don't want us to move over it too fast because one of the things that I think is really important for us to understand is that people are always looking at it for what's in it for me, right? And if you make it about you, people instantly get turned off. And that's why I love the power of storytelling, right? That's a big piece because you have to be able to be relatable to people, right? Hell, I could interchange relevance to relatable and it would be the same thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's just so important for you to be relatable. People have to be able to tune in and say, wow, yeah, I really understand where Lauren's coming from. And if they don't understand that, if 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 they're not able to listen to a story and put themselves in your shoes, you have failed, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people sideswipe and they do all these different distracting things because they don't develop a really solid intentional content strategy. Ah, yeah. there's the keyword, right? Rele- being relevant in topics, guess how you become and demonstrate expertise in an industry? You develop an expertise in an industry by doing things in that industry, by doing those expert pillar columns, right? Those things I was talking about. And then putting together guess what? You can do content with other experts in those areas. Like, for example, I'm faculty at digitalmarketer.com. It's, you know, the the premier place for digital marketers. And it's, you know, it was not an easy journey to get there, by the way. You know, I had to network with the right people. I just had a Twitter conversation with the founder, Ryan Dice. He, he recommended something because um, my team's growing really fast. He said, hey, here's a software thing. And we've been chatting about that. You know, and I've interviewed him on my show. Well, he's an expert in inbound marketing, right? Mm. So now I'm developing content with him. And that's how you really start putting together intentional content. I didn't come here on your show by accident. It was by intent. I wanted to come on the show. I'm going to share my experience. Hopefully people will get value out of it. And thus, you know, I I love it when I see other people using my stuff to become successful. It just re-encourages myself and revalidates what I'm working on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Copy my stuff. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is the other thing as well with with especially with the strength of personal brand i think is like even when people copy you they can't copy you because they're not you yeah. like they don't have your face <laughs> they don't have your voice they no, don't have I your... mean, <laughs> you know going back to you who's not photogenic see i never had that problem because obviously <laughs> when you look this good you look good in every picture honey okay <laughs> when, well, you, I mean... when you you, you got the bald head and the ginger beard like me. For those of you who are just tuning into the podcast and not watching the video, you should watch this on YouTube because I am one sexy hunk to look at. Someone literally just wrote, done. Sorry, I can't say your name because for some reason it says LinkedIn user uh, instead of telling me who the person is. But they said done and then spot on. So I think you, you've got someone who's going to be stalking your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Well, that's because I'm sexy. That's why they <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, this actually does bring up a good point though, because what I see, uh, someone said, 
<laughs> Sorry, I keep calling you someone they said this is getting awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people have problems with also putting themselves on camera. Like mm. I know a lot of people who are like, well, I don't, I, I don't really know if I want to put myself on camera. I don't really know if I want to show who I am because I don't like the way I look on camera or I don't like that photo of me or I don't, you know, and they kind of worry about that kind of visibility in a, in the sense of it's actually really weird for my, you know, people go like, oh, it's weird for me to hear myself on a podcast. Or do you see that, that those kind of fears holding, holding people back? Have you worked with people like that? You know, ironically, I was one of those people. Um, I hired a coach back in 2016 and it was actually the first time I ever invested in a coach. <laughs> yeah. What's what's really strange uh, is that I am kind of an introvert. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm actually really good at like small teams, groups, you know, 10, 12, 15 people or whatever. Like I was I was in a management position. I was, like I said, a project manager for a Fortune 500 company. You have to be good with people to do that job. It's a soft skills job. So I'm good with people, but I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'm pretty reserved and mm. <clears throat> I'm kind of like, you know, if I'm around a lot of people and stuff, like I'll be okay. I'll have the energy, but then afterwards I want to go curl up in the bathroom and cry, you know, like recharge. Mm. So I actually hired a coach and she made me go on Facebook live and click the live button every day for like 30 days. Yeah. And I remember I hated it, but I was paying her a lot of money. So damn it, I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> And you know the old saying, when you make someone pay, they pay attention, right? Um, that's why I always believe in hiring, you know, you know, the coaches or, or 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 consultants or something like that. You know, that's been huge in my business. Um, matter of fact, I wish I would have done it sooner, you know, because I didn't know what the hell I was – funny enough, it, and I don't know about you, but in the beginning of my business, I thought I knew everything, right? It took me a while to get smart enough to realize I don't know anything, <laughs> Well, this is almost like the same thing with experts. Like, so there's something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. I don't know if you've heard of right. it before. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the, for people who don't know, it's like a bias where basically like people who are, who maybe have just read like one book or they've made the decision to start a business and they've kind of, you know, read an article or something, suddenly think like they're experts. Uh -huh. And it's because they don't know very much <laughs> that they think like <laughs> they know everything there is to know. So yeah. I think a I lot read, of us do that. I read the book. I'm an expert. Yeah, I'm an yeah. expert. I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah. No, you're you're so, absolutely right. But like it's so good, I think, to share things like this because – a lot of people, like I, I said it to people as well. I was like, when I did my first YouTube video, I literally had like a glass of, I called it words and wine because mm. I wanted to have wine while I talked on camera. And that yeah. wasn't live. That was pre-recorded and it freaked me out. And now I'm like, yeah, it has absolutely. I mean, you're obviously the same. You're very comfortable on camera doing a live stream now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, it, oh, you know, what's always beautiful. I love when people say, Jeff, you're a natural. <laughs> I should oh work God. really hard. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Just naturally came to me, everybody. I just got everything prepared. You know, I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to even lift a finger or think about what I was going to say. I just showed up and magically the words came out exactly how they should. <laughs> now I want to go back to a point we were talking about before because um, you don't have too much time left. And I think for a lot of people in my network, this is particularly relevant. So 
we're talking about all this stuff to do with making an emotional connection. And what I find is as soon as you put the word in, oh, but I'm a business to business brand, it's like that gets thrown out the window. You know, so people go, oh, no, 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 we can't talk about emotional stuff because we're talking, we're selling business software or because we're selling business consulting services. It's rubbish, right? But can you talk to that point a little bit? Because I, I feel like it's, it's really, it's a really important one. Yeah, I think that, you know, we live in a strange world now. You know, I think there, it used to be the, you know, what was it? The eight, eight, six or eight degrees of separation, you know, like somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody knows somebody that could change your life. <laughs> and now it's like two degrees, like somebody that, you know, literally knows somebody that possibly knows somebody that will change your life. And, uh, you know, I think for me, what I found is that we are a human, very tight, emotional creatures. And we're here we are in a business world that we're telling us, hey, just leave the human side out of it. You know, just just as a matter of fact, more and more of the world is going to automation which is why even right now is the most critical time to be more human than ever, mm. right? Because that's the advantage that a lot of us have over automation, over getting replaced. Another huge reason why it's so important to invest in your personal brand, because when they start thinking about automating something that you're doing, or if you're <laughs> trying to figure out like, hey, we're going to have to do some downsizing here. And they and they and they don't even know like what you do, what you're about, whatever. You're just another person. You're just another number to them. You've got to be able to establish yourself and form personal relationships with the people that you work with. And I'm not talking just your internal team. You have to build relationships with your clients. I'm proud to say, I swear to God, what I'm about to tell you is not a joke. And you're going to hopefully people will get this joke. I'm going to lead with the joke and then I'm going to explain it. Okay. But I have found that if you're not willing to sleep with a client, you don't care enough about your job. <laughs> okay. You don't care enough about them. <laughs> now to explain what I'm saying is that there have been many of events where I'm going to an event or I see a client's going to an event or a team member's going to an event and we say, hey, let's team up. Let's room up. And I have definitely spent many of hotel rooms, probably at least 10, 12 with clients, personal clients of mine, where we share a hotel room. You yeah. learn a lot about people when you share a hotel room with them. There's definitely been some times where probably I'm like, well, this person's not exactly what I thought they'd be. And they yeah. probably thought the same thing about me. But at the end of the day, there's a growing bond and, and respect. And, and that's what I think is really important, you know? You, you, you just have to make sure that you're developing long lasting relationships and everyone in the marketing world, you know, as a marketer, they talk about LTV, lifetime value. What's the lifetime value of a relationship? Not just your clients, but what's the lifetime value of a relationship? And if you can get people that you work with and your clients aligned in serving the same goal that is really building a brand that will last a lifetime. I love it. Now, I've got to do some shout outs because there's been some conversation happening while you've been talking. <laughs> so, Therese, hello. Yes, you. she said, what's today's topic? And then she said, got it. So, yeah, we're talking about sort of 
Well, I guess building a personal brand, but some of the challenges that come along with that as well. And, you know, building your, I'm trying to say expertise, but I'm really struggling to say that word. Becoming expertise, becoming a recognized expert. Uh, Now, the person who was um, on LinkedIn before is now on YouTube. So I can say a shout out, Dave Diamond. Thanks for joining (laughs) on YouTube. So you could say hello. I think he was feeling a little bit awkward about the um, yeah the sleeping the, with the, the last comment. We won't say out loud, but <laughs> point taken. You have to go to YouTube to read his funny comment. <laughs> um, this has been a blast. It's been so much fun, Jeff. We've got a couple of minutes left. Are there anything uh, for for people listening at the moment and people who obviously be listening to this afterwards? Um, are there any sort of final thoughts you'd say for people who, especially I think for people who are going, I really wanted to build my personal brand. I don't really know where to start. I am feeling a bit scared. Like what's the first step for them? What's a, what's your sort of your parting words for them? There's two things. One, you should be scared because everything you put out there is either going to push away or draw people in. Everything that you put out online is either building your brand, not just off online, but offline too, how you show up and how you present yourself is either going to build your brand or destroy your brand. It's going to be polarizing. It's going to push people away. It's going to pull people. Here's the thing, but that's the scary part. Here's the cool part. The cool part is that if you play your cards right, if you have an intentional brand, you will be able to attract the right types of people that you want to work with, and you'll be able to push away the people that you don't want to work with. I constantly, constantly write posts about life coaches in a negative way. And by the way, I don't do that because I don't like life coaches. I I do. I, I like them. I like everyone. But it's not my ideal client, right? I, I'm on the business side. Business coach, business consultant, sure. Life coach, I write content about life coaches all the time. And I'll say something like, hey, would you trust a life coach who's on Prozac? You know, like... Like, are they, if they're not happy with themselves, can they make you happy? Like, I'll say things like that. I'll do posts like that. And and I'm not worried about it because it's kind of the villain. And I'll give you an example here to close out. One of the brands that I work with, I'm super proud of, is True Earth, T-R-U dot Earth. This brand sells millions of dollars a month in subscription sales for terrible, eco-friendly laundry detergent strips. Okay. Comes in a biodegradable, zero-waste paper bag. I'm doing an advertising for him, look. And you pull on the perforated tab, and you open it up, and then inside are these little strips. And you tear it off. I think there's like 34, 32 loads or something per thing. And you drop it in the washer machine, and it's awesome. It literally cleans your clothes, and it's a tear-off strip. No plastic bottles, anything like that. Now, these guys, they have a villain. Their villain is the plastic jugs. Yeah. And yeah. they actually go and they use their brand messaging. I, I helped them develop the brand, which I'm super proud of. So all the marketing and graphics and stuff you'll see, even even the 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 packaging, we we helped design that packaging. It's very intentional. We have very earthy colors, green, blue, white. We have an attack on the evil villain, which is the 700 million plastic jugs that get thrown away and discarded into landfills every year. 
Okay, it's crazy, right? Seven hundred million. Yeah. These guys are on the attack over that number, and they constantly give updates with how many jugs that they've saved throughout the year. Mm. So you, they, they purposely are making a stand with their brand, and I think that that's what's really important. And by the way. Coming from where I was at, we talked about this from the corporate world. Yes, sometimes if you're in a corporate position and you start developing a personal brand, it becomes a threat to the company. But I will tell you this. These are dying times because right now, one of the best ways to ensure your job security, to ensure that your career is going to move forward with the company is there's going to be someone at the HR table with an executive leadership team, and they're going to be looking at your resume and they're gonna be looking at your contributions and you're gonna to have to ask yourself, have you built a relationship with this person? And have you built a solid enough brand to stick out against everyone else that's up on the chopping block? And I will tell you, it should change your opinion about your personal brand very quick. Yeah, it's actually, that, that's that's a really good point. It's something that I, I'm doing some mentoring with um, university students. And it's one thing that I talked to them about as well as I was like, look, like if you say that you want to get into comms and marketing, like where's your blog? Where's your Twitter account? Because like, that's what people look at. Like, that's how I got my first job. I didn't even have a comms and marketing degree, but I had a blog and I had a science degree and they were like, well, you clearly know how to do digital marketing stuff. And I was like, yay. <laughs> but it makes a difference, right? It really does. Like, I, I think, you know, it ties back right to the beginning of our conversation where you're talking about your brand isn't just about what you say. It's about what people say about you when you're not in the room. And to do that, that demonstration of this is what I do, these are the results I get, you can see it firsthand. So, so powerful. You know what? I think to summarize this up, we live in a show me economy now. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, President Trump made a really big statement. I know obviously you're not, you know, you're over there, but you're still affected by him. Um, but here in America, you know, one of the very few things that I actually enjoy that he's done recently is he actually removed the, the degree requirement for getting a job. He made it a skills and experience space, which when I say skills and experience, that means brand. That's what you've done with your life not just a piece of paper with a degree, right? Because that piece of paper only says that you've met the minimum requirements of passing a test to graduate school. It doesn't have anything to do with an actual career. You don't have any life skills. So I think it's very important right now that we take a look and say, what does that mean for the future of our lives? And how can we start showing people that we have the ability to get them results? Jeff, this has been so much fun. Had an absolute blast talking to you. If people want to find out more about you, more about your podcast show, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, JeffJHunter.com, JeffTheLetterJHunter.com. And you guys can always check out the Savage Marketer podcast. I basically have 20 minutes of raw, no fluff, sometimes a little political, sometimes a little polarizing uh, into the best strategies and marketing that, that there's out there. And that's uh, SavageMarketer.com. Um, and by the way, I want to just say one last little plug for you, Lauren, like this has been really amazing. I want to thank you because I know your schedule was really hectic the last couple of weeks. So thank you for throwing me in here. And it's an honor to be here. Oh, so much fun. Your privilege is all mine. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. And thanks everyone for listening in your comments as well. <laughs> See you later. Thanks everybody. All right. So there you have it. That was the interview. 
Let me know what you thought on Twitter at LaurenCress89, hashtag grow your brand. If you want to check this out on video, there's actually a YouTube clip available of this as well. You can head over to YouTube and comment there. Next up this Friday, really exciting live stream. I'm very proud of this live stream. It's on the biggest content marketing mistake I'm seeing most people and most brands make. So tune in for that on Friday. Until then, remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place. I'll catch you on Friday. Babe, there's something different about my mango pineapple smoothie. Really? My caramel frappe tastes fine. Nah, something's definitely different. No difference? Other than I got them for half off because I ordered on the app. Well, that explains it. Explains what? How things seem to taste so much better when you're getting a sweet deal. Okay. (laughs) Right now at Mickey D's, get 50% off any size McCafe beverage when you order through the McDonald's app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Follow one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required.